0: I was like, I was gone one week, and what did you guys do? <laughs> it's all Thomas's fault, as always, right? Yeah, it usually is. Yeah. Well, today Thomas is in charge of community rewatching 101. So, Thomas, what are we doing today, man? Uh, today we're gonna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hey, hey, listen up, guys! Come on, no, no, speaking over me when I'm talking. That's the first rule. Everyone, oh, just oh, listen yeah. when I speak. Okay. Um okay perfectly fine be, i got we
2: should
1: you be, <laughs> Um we're going to open with uh Justin's going to open the show and then we're going to talk about the episode and then at the end we'll wrap up the the podcast.
0: Okay? You are a harsh taskmaster but okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to community rewatching 101. I'm Justin with me is Heather and Thomas absent is Al. I, I didn't say absinthe, but absinthe is Al. Oh.
2: Owl. synth? Uh,
0: yeah. We, we raise a glass to toast him tonight. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I have some
1: juice today. here, actually. It's a green juice. I like green juices. Do you guys, are you into that? That's. It's.
2: I um, can be. Yeah. Depends on what made them green. What's in there? Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's not very nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it like a health, you know, like a yeah. grass yeah. slushy or something like that? I, no, thank you. I, Margarita, who knows, maybe you could convince me. Hmm. Uh, Well, we are here tonight to talk about season two's aerodynamics of gender. I think that's episode like seven or something like that seven or eight. And we have plenty to talk about tonight. And uh, um, before we get into it, one of the plot points of tonight is about a trampoline. And I just wanted to ask a hard hitting, gut wrenching question. Did you guys ever have or use trampolines when you were kids? Or even adults. How do you feel about trampolines? Well, that's a pretty personal question. I definitely question.
2: used one as a kid. Oh, don't oh, talk yeah. over Thomas. Hey. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're
0: breaking the one I'm
2: rule. I'm so we sorry. Can.
1: No, you go for it, Heather. You can say something now.
2: <laughs> something now? Is that funny? Is that still a funny <laughs> the joke? First rule, of know. Thomas Club. Funny to Shut me.
0: up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't recall if I had one as a kid. My brain thinks i remember a small ish one but i could just be misremembering and thinking of like one of my cousin's trampolines but i i did jump on them a lot as a kid i always remember hearing horror stories of like kids falling off and legs getting caught in them and nothing bad ever happened to me or anyone i was playing with though Good times. Yeah. As an adult, though, I've... I, Thomas, don't talk over me. How rude. <laughs> How dare you?
0: <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows, folks. Just let you know right now.
2: Al Lee's and the chaos just erupt. We,
0: we, th- we throw down our <laughs> gloves and we're like, bring it on, man.
2: Let's go, man. <laughs> but I, as an adult, I don't think I would because I've injured both of my knees over the years. And they don't think that that would work very well.
0: Hmm.
1: I the same as you when I think about trampolines I always think about horror stories and like injuries. I don't know why because I don't think I've known any uh, any anyone who's personally been severely injured by a trampoline but I always think about the danger. But I've currently got a trampoline at the moment because I, I live with some nieces and nephews so in the yard we've got a trampoline but it's it's full of leaves and spiders. Uh so I I don't <laughs> Yeah want that's to about go right. There. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Australia has nothing but friendly spiders around. So, I'm right, sure right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> my friend, uh, yeah, back in the day, this is going to sound such, such like an old cooter kind of story. But back in the day, my friend whose house we went over to all the time, he had like the biggest rectangular trampoline and it was glorious. And it was not all, it wasn't this cushy trampoline stuff we have today where they put like a cage around it to keep the kids from flying out, you know, the death cage. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. There was none of that. Like there was (laughs) giant metal springs. So yes, you would get your (laughs) flesh caught and it was fun. Uh, but we didn't, we thought it wasn't actually dangerous enough. So we, we, we would take a garden hose and we would fill up the middle of the trampoline with water. So it was kind of a slip and slide slash (laughs) trampoline, and you would jump on it and the water would go everywhere and your feet would always, you know, go skidding out from underneath you. And it was just, it was the best. And I don't think I ever fell off of it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> there, but the, for the grace of God goes my safety, uh, as an adult. Now I noticed that like for our kids, trampoline parks are all the rage, uh, indoor mm-hmm. trampoline. Parks uh, where yes. Yeah. You can go. And of course they've, they, they have, foam on everything so it's almost impossible to hurt yourself but uh, my kids love it you know all these different trampoline obstacle courses and uh, i I don't know if they ever find their zen the way that hey shut up i'm talking
2: (laughs) Talking. (laughs) get him justin
1: (laughs) uh i hate my australian ping i keep okay continue (laughs) yeah yeah it's
0: okay it's okay yeah i I don't know if my kids ever found the same sort of zen that jeff and troy found but uh, they certainly (laughs) I went to one of those places a couple of years
1: ago uh i've only been once and i went the once and it was like pay for an hour or something and so i felt like i wanted to make make the most of it you know that whole hour i've paid for it so i jumped that whole hour and yeah i i literally had a sore back for about 12 months afterwards
0: no. Um, oh my god. Like, <laughs> you, now Thomas, Thomas, if you paid extra, would they add the leaves and the spiders to make you feel more comfortable or
1: Yeah they would. They've also got the the, the crocodile and they call out it's like a game, they call out, and here comes the crocodile and all the kids just scream and it's fun.
0: <laughs> so welcome to the old person's club if you're just getting casually hurt on kids' equipment. you're joining us (laughs) well (laughs) we've got a lot to talk about tonight so let's get into this episode we've got heather on summary i think and she's gonna she's gonna wow us with her oratory skills
2: wow okay our guys are spending time together our group is spending time together out on campus Pierce shows up with a new rc helicopter to show off but the guys are uninterested as they are playing basketball As always, Pierce escalates things for attention until everyone takes off. The ladies and Abed end up in a women's studies class while Troy and Jeff find out about a secret trampoline. They are warned by a kindly janitor that they must tell no one about this discovery if he lets them use it whenever they like. The bounce of the trampoline brings Troy and Jeff enlightenment, a laid-back nature and carefree attitude. Their chill demeanor infuriates Pierce, who decides to use the RC helicopter to follow them when they won't tell him their secret of Zen. Abed and the ladies bond over his ability to find the most accurate and stinging insults to a group of rude women in the class. Weaponizing this ability, and his desire to connect with them, the ladies use him to destroy anyone they deem bad and become the top dogs. But at what cost? Can Troy and Jeff protect the sweet voice of the world's whisper? Who is strong enough to bring down the rowboat cop? Will Shirley, Britta, and Annie soon take over the school? Let's find out on today's episode.
0: All right. For bonus points, we have three guest stars on today's show. Can you name all three?
1: Ooh. Um, I know that 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 guy's name, his surname is Walsh, but I forget his first name. Um, Matt? Matt Walsh. The mm-hmm. creepy secret place guy. Uh, yeah, that's me, done <laughs> <I> <laughs> <bet>. <laughs>
2: The kindly janitor who has no problems that come up later in the episode. Yeah. No, no, he's yeah, perfectly respectable. Ace human being, yeah. And uh, we've
0: got Hilary Duff.
2: That's right. As the yeah. new girl, and mm-hmm. also
0: Andy Dick as the tiny little...
2: Island. Oh, I couldn't remember who that was. What
0: was? That? <laughs> what? Oh gosh, Thomas, did you just swear and then you just <laughs> bleep yourself,
2: or what was that? Did
0: that come through? <laughs> that
2: yes. Yeah, okay, sorry. Now I like know that that's a possibility video for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 what,
0: what was that for our audience? Can you? Uh, that elaborate? was just
1: an air horn button that I've got here. That I didn't know what it did. Um, in this program <laughs> yeah, that I'm know. trying, that connects to my microphone.
0: Uh,
2: what a way Tom- to find out what something does. Thomas's life
0: I'm imagining is a lot like Pee-wee's Playhouse. You know, <laughs> oh just, yeah, yeah. What does this button do? I don't know. <laughs> Trampoline there. in the corner. Yeah. It's all good. Spiders
2: leaves yeah crocodiles don't forget
0: crocodiles crocodiles. you know what's uh how you know this episode is a little dated when he's calling it an rc helicopter instead of just drone
2: drone yeah right yeah Mm -hmm.
0: every time they called it that i'm like who says rc you know like
2: i legit struggled to type it in i was like should i type that in or does that sound too old (laughs) but i was like no no type rc helicopter
0: it was an aero helicopter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. an airbound bound toy. All right, well we've got it's two big two big storylines to follow today. Uh, and it all starts together in probably one of the worst locations that they've ever created for the zone uh, for the show. It's this tiny little courtyard that's under construction. It looks like a Geocities page from 1997. <laughs> What's up with all the construction stuff? i I don't know like it genuinely looked like they started to build the set and then they went oh crap we gotta start filming just go
2: Mm -hmm. it's pretty weird i
1: think i read that they they had like some other location and it fell through so this is on some uh lot next to the studios or something i forget paramount studios or something but this is just outside like the parking lot and they just added some some uh like some little bushes there to surround it and a couple bins and things to make it look like it's
0: an actual it's not basketball one of the area. Best sets that they've ever done yeah no for, it feels for a pretty it has a giant olympic swimming pool and then the tiniest little half court basketball mm-hmm. courtyard. <laughs> um I'm pretty sure that they have a gym too but you know that's neither <laughs> here nor there um okay so the guys are playing basketball I love that Abed, like he's Mr. Star athlete. We've already established that in the sex ed episode, right? He should be dominating this game. And yet it seems like it's between Troy and Jeff (laughs) for some reason. So there we go. Uh, I like Jeff's line, you know, games to 15 since when since you scored 11. (laughs) That's a sore loser right there, people. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. So while while the guys are doing some manly basketball two feet away, because again, this is the worst set ever. Uh, <laughs> the girls are sitting around a ugly table talking yeah. about butts. And not not the kind of butt conversation you would think. Britta and the rest of them would be having, but rather kind of ragging on the guys, I guess, because we say things like punch your butt.
2: I'm gonna punch at your
0: It's. I don't think I've ever said that, but now I'm going to work <laughs> you. some did. casual conversation. I have.
1: It reminded me that on the last episode, uh, Troy actually did punch Pierce's butt when Pierce was a zombie, uh, and Troy's coming through. <laughs> it just. It just reminded oh, me no. something I didn't quite re- re- like. It didn't stand out to me in that episode, but now it does.
0: Punched his butt. <laughs> there's there's like two weird connections with this episode and Bob's Burgers. Not like deliberate connections, just in my head. Uh the first one is there's a seaplane episode in Bob's Burgers where he gets to the shore where this guy is like hitting on his wife and he's so exhausted from rowing the boat that he can like just kneel there and the guy comes over and he punches his butt like really hard. <laughs> he's like, Who does that? You know, <laughs> I always like that. And then there's another episode where the kids keep going over this Girl's house and she's got a trampoline and uh, one of the kids says I'm I'm gonna go see a tramp named Oline. <laughs> so anytime I hear the word trampoline, I'm like, that's a tramp named Oline. <laughs> yeah, Oline, Oline. So what do you guys think? Did you guys talk about butts too much in college? I guess no, no. Can you talk about butts too much in college though? <laughs> i don't know if it's really like i guess we do say like i'll kick your butt or something like that but i'm just
1: realizing that i think i avoid saying the word but because uh, i if i'm using my normal accent i pronounce the t so much and it sounds weird i'd say but and then everyone would get confused um but you got to say it like cool like but and i i yeah i don't naturally do that I'm just not naturally cool.
0: Or you could do it the French way and just drop off the syllables and just say "boo." Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know if that's French or not, but it, you
1: know. mm, I'm going to mm-hmm. punch your boo. That was French accent.
2: Was it? Because it sounded a little bit like Dracula. <laughs> 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 I'm going to punch your boo.
0: I don't say blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so this is, uh, of course, this is Greendale, where they take 500 classes per semester, or one class every episode. <laughs> so now the girls are going to go take women's studies class. And they're very excited to just have a class with the girls. I remember originally seeing this episode and thinking, that's got promise. Like, oh, you know, like, we're just getting the girls together. They're going to have a girl adventure. They're going to go. You know, like, I don't know who's going to be the teacher of this class or what's going to happen, but I'm kind of on board with it. And the episode said, Yeah, that's not what we're doing at all. Like, we're not going to show the professor. We're not going to show anything about the class. And this whole storyline is really going to be about Abed. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm like, Well, thank you for defying uh, expectations Mm -hmm. in a slightly disappointing way. I don't know. Am I? Did you guys think that when you were watching the episode? Like, hmm
2: not during it, but definitely after yeah. as i was thinking over the whole thing i'm like e-. you know because we always talk about who got the most screen time who seemed left out I'm like dang the, the the whole girls have their half of the thing you think but it's actually abed's story really
0: this is greendale doing a women's studies class i would kill to see that because who you know is the w- teacher yeah, you just know it would be absolutely bizarre. And yeah, I, I mean it's
1: see. probably Duncan or something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anthropology. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I love, I love how they're kind of the girls are getting really pumped up to spend time together, and Annie just she 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 just doesn't quite know how to read the room and she 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 stands up she's like bring it in for a boob bump ladies and there's just this pause (laughs) (laughs) guess we don't say that but but her spirit right is in the right place she just unless heather that's something people do and i i'm not
2: not intentionally no but oftentimes accidental and painful we
0: guys do kind of do ch- I there was a period of time where guys were doing chest bumps like all the time. Like you would do it more than shaking hands. Just mm. do that little.
1: Oh, yeah. Like the and the ones where mm-hmm. you like you get a bit of air like you, you
0: jump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because then whoever like gets knocked back more, they're the loser. Yeah. And you are now the alpha in that relationship. Yeah.
2: Wow, I'm learning so much about the male half of the species. We're
0: very simple. Wow. <laughs> At least we're not like peeing on things and marking territory that way these days. So that's, that's a step I'm,
2: up. I'm glad you corrected yourself and said these days. I was like, mm-hmm. these days. These
0: days. <laughs> not in public. Uh, so Pierce comes <laughs> out. He's got this giant drone again. I think that's really in keeping with this character. He's such a, a tech head even though he's always kind of behind the curve with it. But he's he's there. And he's, he's so upset. They're not into RC anymore. And he does this what (laughs) this angry angry what this like a quacking duck what and I, I like this running gag, although it's really only done twice, that he's just kind of always trying to catch up and be cool and do whatever they're into. And he's always a step behind. And that, uh, that very much frustrates the Pierce, so.
1: Yeah, at the start, it's, again, I was feeling bad for Pierce at the start. Um, that's a, it's a cool drone that he's got there. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. Uh, and yeah, I forgot drones were that good, like, so long ago. And so now they're even, they're even better. I don't know if you guys have seen any of those, like, drone performance things with uh, with, like, uh like a whole group of drones doing a light show in the sky oh yeah um uh, oh no i have never I only seen just that. saw something like that for the first time a few weeks ago and i was like wow these things could kill us so easily <laughs> <'Cause
0: they laughs> that's where your mind went huh
1: <laughs> such intricate formations <laughs> they could they could really do anything
0: once skynet gets a hold of them yeah we're, we're, we're done for Uh, You know, Jeff, Jeff throws a actually throws a basketball through the girls table because, again, they're like two feet away. And he's like, sorry, it was an accident. Good line. So was the Y chromosome. But you don't see us throwing stuff at it. (laughs) 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 Oh, Britta, Mm -hmm. everything you say could be a T-shirt. That's good. (laughs) So the girls go off to class. But Abed invites himself. Question. Abed being willfully ignorant or just um, really not being able to read the room himself Well, he invites himself along and they clearly do not want him to be there.
2: Hmm. I just have such a hard time believing he wouldn't know that that's wrong to do to other people. Like he knows what's hurtful to say or how to tell when people are hurt. We've seen him. Have those experiences but so it's just kind of weird to me to for him to just immediately go oh this is okay and just do that to everybody
0: yeah
1: i think that's right he should be aware of it i think so my my best head for why he does it is that he thinks it'll make a good episode or something like that's how Abed is often thinking of like oh this will be a good this would make a good episode in a show called community if i do this um so maybe that's one
2: that that's your coping method, for yeah. verbal <laughs> makes some kind
0: of manipulative, doesn't it? Friend? Yeah, good friend. <laughs> yeah, I know this is neither here nor there, but this entire episode could not stop seeing it. The Greendale, the old logo is everywhere, uh, the huh? old one from season one, not the new one that they've oh. just adopted. So it's like it's on the trampoline, it's on the walls, it's like, oh, we're still. Okay, guess that's not phased out or maybe they they were kind of just raiding whatever warehouse they had of leftover parts and threw it to this uh, episode. but well, we're, we're man, we're, we got to get going. We're, we haven't even <laughs> finished the intro here. Uh, so yeah, Troy, the ball goes over the the conveniently placed shrubbery. Uh, the the knights who say me have have words to say about that. <laughs> and Troy finds a special place and i love the lighting choice every time we're, what are we going to call this little glen here is it the secret place the hiding place what what is this
2: uh yeah mm. i
1: don't know do, do we know what the main reference is is there a primary
2: the thing clan they... corner
0: <laughs> 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 wow
2: <laughs> spoilers wow. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to call it the secret. I thought it was supposed to be on the secret place, but I yeah. don't know that. All right. Yeah, that works. Uh something like that. Okay. So I like how it's like suddenly it's lit with like the the oversaturation of light where it's everything's glowing and <laughs> the colors are all weird and yeah. It's it, it's definitely something else. And the it's really kind of cool
1: though.
0: Yeah. I like that it like fades to white and then goes right into the opening credits, it's a very unique way to start an episode, like with a little bit of a mystery, like what did Troy see? We cannot wait. Um, But we'll have to wait because we go to women's studies class again. We don't see the professor. We don't see anything of the class. We see seating arrangement, which I guess is like, again, they're not really shelling out a lot of money for the sets here. So we get some rows of chairs and um yeah heather i'm gonna lean on you i'm sorry that you have to be the sole representation of your gender tonight but we're really gonna need you to help us parse this Uh because here we got this mean girls subplot that comes in where the girls go to the front row because they want to avoid abed uh but then hillary duff and her dufferoonies uh come in and basically body shame uh, britta and and shirley and annie to go get out of those chairs and first of all like why would you want to sit in the front anyways i yeah you know you no know, who does that <laughs> but i don't know Is this is this something that exists anywhere outside of movie world
2: in the high school okay i've seen it yeah um but yeah the the honestly i think the, the only time it ever really happened to me was warranted like my boyfriend straight up took a girl's purse off of the off of the table we sat down at and moved it to another table and she came over and was mad at him which of course so that like that's the only time i ever saw like a girl come up and be fussing at someone else about a seat to to like me and the group i'm in but i did see that kind of stuff happen Um, More often, though, it's just kind of understood like this is something I'd see in high school, not in college, but in high school, you just sort of sort of know where even though there's not a seating assignment, you know, where everyone's sitting, where everyone usually sits, where the popular people sit and so on. So if you sit up there, it is likely that people will harass you if you sit in the wrong area.
0: But is this also something people do where... They are very aware and observant of people's physical flaws and willing to call them out. To oh,
2: that specifically. Yeah, they're not usually that good at it, but yeah, I mean, it it happens in high school too. Yeah. But it, people just aren't as smart as they think they are in high school, so it kind of no, they're not. <laughs> you might you might get a z- good zinger in there once a month or something, but usually it's it's going to be just the lamest crap.
0: Let me see if I can try it, Thomas you're a very handsome man a credit uh, to your species yes.
1: uh, i'm oh, no, i'm going to move to the back I've, it's embarrassing you're trying to get oh,
2: canceled gosh. justin stop it i don't know
0: sorry that was a little harsh okay
2: i did like um for example i had someone make fun of my best friend's toes and specifically which ones were longer or weren't longer than the other toes like it, they made fun of the way her foot was shaped even though it was a perfectly normal foot huh
0: feet are weird anyways yes that's low hanging fruit yeah it's, you can make yeah, fun of feet. Like,
2: like oh your toes angled this way like wha- what who even thinks of something like that who looks like someone somebody feet? tells
0: me that they they're attracted to feet I just go we're not friends anymore I'm sorry feet are just weird
2: <laughs> Yeah. any any
0: foot elephant feet giraffe feet my feet any feet we just don't we don't look at feet. We don't talk about feet. We don't acknowledge their existence. They're like human anatomy aren't. starts from the ankle up. <laughs> <And> that's it. <laughs> so, Anyways, dark. they get yeah. the girls get kicked to the back. I, I do find that they fold really quickly. I would have liked to see Sassy Shirley come out. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. This is a middle aged mom. You do not take on a middle aged mom. And she just I guess she's in super nice mode, but. Um, it gives Abed an opportunity to show that he is super observant of everybody's flaws, and apparently unaware that he should maybe not say them out loud, but he's okay doing that. Uh, yeah. But I like I like the girls' faces like when they realize that Abed is incredibly good at pointing out people's flaws. And there's just this little moment where Britta's like, oh yeah! I see where I'm going with this. So... Yeah, I do like the line where Abed says it's Wednesday. Sometimes I eat in Jeff's car. Don't tell him.
2: Yeah, I want.
0: (laughs) I want more of that. I want more Mm -hmm. of that story. What? Why? Why do you?
2: How is is he getting in Jeff's car? (laughs) Why? Because he doesn't have the keys, I'm sure. How is he getting in there?
0: I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, we find out what is in the secret Glen. It is a giant trampoline. Uh, Jeff finds it in Troy and Troy, and then they get accosted by the, I guess we'll just call it the grounds, groundskeeper there, Joshua, played by Matt Walsh. Um, <laughs> and he says, well, did anybody see you come in here? And Troy says, well, if, if we say nobody, are you going to stab us with your bush scissors? Which I think is a very good question. When somebody asks you that, did somebody anybody see you come in here? So, <laughs> and he seems
1: uh, Matt just, wall, she... just genuinely so nice and warm and inviting, and this whole atmosphere is just so pleasant. Uh, it, it's not even that like there's I, I don't there's not even jokes here, but just the tone they managed to get just is off the wall hilarious. I love it so much.
0: Yeah, because you would think if anybody would be making fun of all this, I mean, Jeff tries. He's like, I think this would be a lawsuit in my my world, but that's really it. That's the last negative thing he says about any of this.
1: That's right, yeah. It's it's a bold thing to do, to have so much of this episode not have jokes like that and play it kind of straight. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... Joshua gives them two rules. What are the two rules of the secret place here?
2: No double bouncies.
0: Well, yeah, no double bounces. No
2: double bouncies.
0: And don't tell anybody about it.
2: It's secret. Secret.
0: <laughs> he calls it the world's whisper. That moment when you're at the apex of your jump. And you I don't know how. what words. Did you guys write it down? Like the little speech he gave?
2: no i did not but... write it down
0: <laughs> like they're 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 taking the the uh experience of simply jumping on a trampoline and they're elevating it to this quasi mystical life transcendent <laughs> moment of being connected with the universe and she's like well you're jumping on a trampoline but okay well mm-hmm. we'll go with that <laughs> jeff apparently does it for an hour <laughs> He doesn't realize it <laughs> and they so stood good.
2: there and watched him for, the entire, for the entire hour, hour. without Nobody moving and somehow had a conversation and didn't learn much about one another it yeah. seems <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we keep going back and forth between the trampoline storyline and the what we'll call the mean girls storyline so the going back to the mean girls here um Cafeteria Abed, the girls start using Abed to take out. At first, Megan—that's Hilary Duff and her cronies. Um, he, he's like, "Well, we've never met. Like your hair and dandruff shampoo." I thought that was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> and Chang is loving all of this. He yes. Is, he is just. <laughs> what did he spit out? Milk. He's like, I just snarfed my milk. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just snarfed.
0: Yeah. That was some good physical comedy. It
2: was. I I really like Chang in this episode.
0: Yeah. Dean's not in this episode, by the way. Did you notice that? That's true. I didn't think of that. Oh, I
2: did not notice that. Yeah.
0: He's he's like nowhere.
2: Wow. Not even walking around in the background or anything.
0: (laughs) So the mean girls are shamed out of the the cafeteria and Britta is just drunk on her own power and she jumps up on the table and she starts woofing. <laughs> and it's like, well, in any other episode, Jeff would have just taken her down, you know, like a peg or two, and he's not there to restrain her. So Britta, it's Britta unfiltered. She's very happy about all this.
1: I'm pretty sure it was improvised. This, this, <laughs> this thing Britta does here is not in the script. Um, and the editors just saw that she did it. And they were like, we don't know what this means or what it is. We're going to use it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty weird, uh, but I'm not against it.
0: And before too long, they turn Abed into like they keep targeting him at different women that have offended them in the past. So this is the it, it really reminds me of the poultry episode where there's a slippery slope where they start out kind of with good intentions. And before long, they become like the worst people on campus. And,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it just takes like a scene or two. So uh, Abed's a little hesitant to do that until they say, "Yeah, you're kind of like RoboCop and he's like <gasps> RoboCop, you know, like he's on board with that. Yeah, exactly. We're like RoboCop Sharice is a bad rowboat sinker. <laughs> That line is so weird, and I don't see where Britta went from RoboCop to rowboat, <laughs> but she does, and it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's very Britta in that it kind of it, you can't see the logic in these connections at all, and that's kind of why it's so brilliant. <laughs>
0: Do you think? Do you think Britta's ever seen RoboCop? Does she know this reference at all?
2: <laughs> no, which I figure is why she thinks he says "robo." But why? Why? Why does that seem? To, <laughs> why "robo"? Why does that make sense to her? Uh, I
0: don't know. Probably the most interesting thing of this episode to me is that from then now on, uh, Abed gets like a first-person perspective, like a Terminator slash RoboCop display where you know you see what he's seeing but it's like in this all this filter with all this information around him it's so interesting if you pause it because there's a lot of information going on here (laughs) and all of it like so many times in community is foreshadowing things to come (laughs) and in very small ways but this happens a few times during the whole run of the show where there's like extraneous text happening on the screen and i'm thinking of like the Remember they had the presidential debates. They're going to have them, and Troy and Abed are like doing a, a news show. And there's like this scrolling thing on the bottom, and that also has a lot of this extra information. But um, did you guys like to see any of this? I'm sure you paused. You had to pause on this stuff.
1: Yeah, I had a little look, and one of my favorite parts is the the running current synopsis, uh, which changes later in the episode. <laughs> which but changes. It just. Uh, it just basically just says what's happening in the episode, the plot of the episode, which is hilarious.
0: From, from Abed's perspective, and he's sort of aware of what's going on with Jeff and Troy, but not really, and it just kind of changes a little bit. So some of the information we get from his display is we get the menstrual cycles of Annie, Shirley, and Britta, which we find out later, as in I think the next episode that he's been tracking them, um, mm. we get Troy's birthday is coming up in 14 days and of course we will have an episode very soon of Troy's birthday and Abbas has a note to record Cougar Town and Cougar Town also becomes a plot point in a future episode <laughs> um, and then I think that they have another uh, shoot where I know I have notes on this yeah the, the later oh, we'll one
1: has, um, has make blanket fort uh, on the memos?
0: Yes. Uh,
1: and uh, I don't remember these other references, but get Rudolph for Christmas and confirm Mum for Christmas. Are
0: they. That's going to
1: be the Christmas
0: episode coming up very soon. Great. Great. Mm. Uh, cell study group on paintball sequel. That was another one. <laughs> the one that confused me is he had book starburns for TNA in the AM. And I think what this is referring to is the end credits. Book Starburns for Troy and Abed in the morning. Ah, brilliant.
2: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, yeah. That would make sense.
0: There we go. I just answered my own question. I didn't even realize it until I was talking there. So that's how it goes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I like his synopsis, though. It's like, Jeff, Pierce, and Troy learn a lesson about either basketball or remote toys. He has no (laughs) idea what's going on. (laughs) So yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess l- let's pause here and let's just talk about the Mean Girls storyline. How do you guys feel about this whole runner of the girls using Abed to insult people and kind of claim dominance over, uh, I guess, the population here? And I'm how it's torn. resolved, and
2: all that. I'm torn on it. Okay. Because I don't. As I mentioned earlier, I do not find it realistic at all that Abed would just start destroying people mentally. Um, I Just uh, everybody. You know, like I said, it's not even just those three girls who were mean initially. It's just, okay, this person, this person, this person. So I don't, that that kind of takes me out of it. And actually, I spent so long talking about that part, I forgot about the other things I don't like. But I do really like Chang's performance here, Ken Zhang's performance as Chang. It's really funny. It is so funny how excited he gets every time Abed just lays somebody bare. He just like oh snap (laughs) snap snap jumping around i don't don't
0: think chang gets a lot of entertainment at home
2: (laughs) i know i know and it just he pours every bit of excitement into it so i absolutely love watching that i do get some enjoyment i've got to be honest with those insults that he throws they are so stinking funny like the one with like your hair and dandruff shampoo or something like Mm -hmm. he's they're so funny but, um, oh, I remember the other thing I don't like is that it feels very derivative of a bunch of stupid teenager comedies and stuff that I watched when I was younger. So that kind of... I don't like that taste. So I am torn on it. But mm. overall, I guess I'm not mad that it's here.
0: Yeah. Thomas, what do
1: you think about I it? think uh, it's... I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, if that makes sense. I think on paper, this storyline i'm like uh i don't know and it feels very season one in a lot of ways particularly in like our our core group being quite nasty to outsiders um which happened a lot in season one um but Mm -hmm. but actually i like it more than i more than i i would on paper just in execution it it kind of streams by and i'm just enjoying all the characters and the witty lines so yeah i don't mind it
0: they don't really let it go on for too long i think it would have been very insufferable if annie and britta and shirley were just the mean girls for a very long time and, and it doesn't really mm-hmm. go into their personalities like that's that's a hard sell to say annie and shirley are mean they're not yeah really that kind of those kind of people, they just, but being caught up in the moment. And, and as you were saying earlier, Heather, about uh, Abed really liking, you know, any opportunity to get into a movie reference or to, to really immerse himself. Like you you sell him on that and he's, he's on board and he loves the idea of like RoboCop and sure. Why not? You know, like, Mm -hmm. so for the rest of the episode, he's seeing things as RoboCop and he's acting like RoboCop and he starts malfunctioning like RoboCop does. And, RoboCop two. And then he has hands Megan the destruct codes for RoboCop. And yeah, so that it's interesting. I just I have a very hard time with Abed being this mean to this many people he's out of the whole group. He's like the ambassador to the rest of the campus. Everybody loves Abed and Abed loves everybody. He's just he gets along with people. He likes people. He's doesn't always necessarily understand social mores and and their emotions and stuff. But like people are cool with Abed.
2: You know, mm-hmm. even
0: Chang was El gray, right? You yeah. Know? And here, he, you know, Abed just being brutal to everybody, and it's it's just not, it just at least a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But again, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's resolved pretty quickly, and. I do like that moment at the end when he deliberately gives the destruct codes to Megan and when Megan uses them, he gives her this look like almost like a nod and she gives him a look like almost a nod. And there's like a, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. hey, we're just, you know, like reestablishing the status quo, but uh, Abed is helping her save face. Yeah, I
1: really like that moment too. And I like how all the things, the self destruct codes that she gives, that Abed gives her, are like quite accurate and true. And so it kind of, even though you know this is a manufactured situation, you feel bad for Abed anyway, like that uh, he'll never fit in uh, because he's so different and stuff like that. And he's just taking it. So that scene really works for me, particularly mm. and Chang yeah, is just continuing to be amazing. <laughs>
2: It's so sad that he wrote that, you know, he wrote that about himself. He
0: knows himself that. Yeah.
2: And then she's reading it out loud. And I think, do the girls really get it when they hear that? Like, oh, all of us other people could even see you just wanted to fit in with the ladies and be accepted. But you'll never fit in. Like, it sounds to me like it sounds like it would come across that way. And I would wonder if Shirley and Annie and Britta would think about that. Too. So, like, did he have? Is that part of a reason he wrote that there? Or is it just something I thought of? Who knows?
0: <laughs> well, a little bit of a little undercurrent of pathos there. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> well, let's, uh, the, the hmm. two storylines very almost never touch on each other and that the episode doesn't really make any effort to connect them or have them cross over much so we can almost treat them as two separate episodes here. Uh, In fact, the only time that we really get any sort of crisscross is when there's they're briefly all in the study room together. And you have the girls being doing the mean girl thing and Jeff and Troy being super relaxed bros, I guess is what I'm going with. And that those those two flavors don't really go well together, so they separate. Uh, but what, what do you guys think about Jeff and Troy 2.0 here? Jeff with his <laughs> super comfortable shoes, they're like wearing a pair of dreams. He says, and and the both of them being so so chillaxed that Pierce is vibrating with frustration and anger at not knowing why.
1: I think this is a good Pierce episode. I love how their relaxed attitudes just wind him up even more, and they make mm-hmm. that makes his shtick even more fun. Uh, and how upset he gets, in saying, uh, "What does he say? Tell me your secret, or I'll kill your families." <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, good.
0: <laughs> he hates being left out of stuff. Like this is a this is a really good return to a major characteristic of pierce like yes if he's ever left out of things he overreacts and we're gonna see this again and again uh but it also i think this episode marks the beginning of his season-long arc to becoming the villain of season two and this is this is really where it begins it's not it's very it's pretty subtle like he's being left out a little bit He's, he's spying on them, he finds out he intrudes, ruins their experience, and hurts himself. And then, instead of realizing like, this was all his fault, he blames them even more so. And this starts him down a path of, you know, taking pills, nearly dying, and eventually uh, becoming an antagonist for the entire group. Uh, so it's, it's interesting, like, I like that there is this journey that he's going to be on. Mm -hmm. it's kind of a little sympathetic, but also it gets harder and harder to defend him. I Mm. think as the season goes on.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I like how they're showing him kind of being more and more outside the group. Like even just in that study room scene, how he's standing the whole time and everyone else comes in and sits down and, Mm. and uh, Mm. in their usual spots and then leaves, uh, but he's just standing there in the background, uh, yeah, not really a part of them anymore.
0: Two little moments that I liked from this storyline, uh, going w- once Pierce is part of it. I liked when Pierce and Leonard are doing computer stuff. It's like enhance, enhance, enhance. That's oh, it. It was like the instruction manual that he had supersized on the computer to be able to read. Uh, I l- <laughs> I thought that was really that that Leonard of all people, right, is is the person doing all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like when Pierce does figure out. No big spoiler here. He does figure out with the spy drone where what they're doing behind a bush, uh, and he comes in and sees a trampoline, and Jeff starts going for the garden shears, and Troy stops him. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <He> yeah. <lunges. laughs> Just like, well, what would have happened? Hmm. <laughs> so, and it's Jeff, Jeff is so yeah. chill he just does not want anybody to ruin his and it's
1: I that guess. great kind of little uh dark twist on this kind of genre of story of the the magical place where there's always the dark side and and yeah one of the dark yeah. sides is that they'd they'd be very happy to kill someone to protect it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Pierce gets on, so we're breaking both of the rules. Pierce gets on the trampoline, makes Troy double bounce him. Troy is just crying in childish dismay, <laughs> saying, "I rule. hate
1: you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've never seen someone crying and jumping like that outside of this. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: It reminds me of earlier in the season, right when we're there. They're at the uh, lawyers' party. And they chloroformed the guy and Don Glover is like jumping over him and crying at the same time. He's like my brain is freaking out. And that's, uh, yeah, he's just really, really good to do that sort of stuff. And just
1: how seriously Jeff and Troy are taking it, again, is the thing that sells it completely for me. Just how much the characters just get into a situation like this and are
0: completely bought into it. Ah, oh, just yeah. so good. Well, Pierce breaks his legs, both of them, in a trash can. That cannot, in a dumpster. That cannot feel good at all. Um, no. So you know he's going to get laid up with for the next several episodes. He's going to be in casts and, and that's uh, that actually gives him some nice physical comedy to work with. So I think that was a good idea. Uh, he he's on pills and seeing Andy Dick. Flying around in his drone, um, I, I'm rewatching uh, <clears throat> News Radio, which is one of my favorite sitcoms, uh, especially mm-hmm. from the '90s. And Andy Dick's about the least favorite part of that show for me. So I'm like, oh, I don't, oh, do yeah, I don't like you. Don't go away. I I don't like him as as an actor. Um,
2: I really never gave the show a shot. I, I oh, would pass by it a couple of times on TV when I was younger and I, would, and I would see Andy Dick and just be like, Oh no, I don't want to watch this. this it Andy is Dick maybe it. one of the most <laughs>
0: subversively funny sitcoms of the nineties easily. Oh. Like I put it above Seinfeld and I, I I never thought it got as much of a, it's like always been kind of more of a cult show because of that. But is the that the physical. show Phil
2: Hartman was mm-hmm. on? The, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Phil yeah.
0: Hartman. You got um, Kevin Neal. No, not Kevin Nealon. Um, Kevin, guy from uh, Kids in the Hall. That guy. I don't. I don't know. McDonald's. I've seen no. Kids in the Hall. Different McDonald. I'm sorry. Everybody's screaming at me right now because you all know. <laughs> I'm forgetting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have to take this out because I'm going to make you myself must so out. Dave Foley. Dave Foley. Oh. Mm. And Steven Root from Office Space, he's in it, and Vicky huh. Lewis. It's it's good. It's a great show. Um, but we're not talking about that. Um, so <laughs> I guess one, one little revelation we get as you know, like this whole thing gets exposed because Pierce is so upset at breaking his legs that he exposes it, the trampoline to everybody, and they <laughs> they take down the bushes. They you see people like using cutting chainsaws or whatever mm-hmm. taking down the trampoline and
2: asking for a blowtorch um, yes yeah, like, what are they doing
0: <laughs> that's excessive <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like when they're like that's a little excessive um and then we find out joshua by the way is racist
2: what oh man really this is so
0: weird <laughs> this little moment yeah And I have played it over in my head, like, abruptly, he's just like, well, you know, he just says, well, that's what happens when you let black people into whatever. And Troy, Troy's like laughing. And he's like, what? Yeah. And then they talk about, like, you know, we didn't see it coming. But did we? (laughs) And then they start these flashbacks where. I guess you, like a couple lines that we've heard already, and then mm-hmm. some parts that we obviously didn't like him showing a swastika tattoo on his body. Cannot believe, by the way, NBC, you let that one go right by. I himself. know. <laughs> Second time on on Community itself, they've shown a swastika. Let's just put that out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's going to be a maze. <laughs> it's going to be a maze. Fine. <laughs> that I guess Troy and Jeff are just so chill that they really don't question things like their minds are just that adult I guess (laughs) but they don't see that Joshua is obviously like just super Mr. Racist guy and I don't know the more I think about like what the joke is here it's not that we should have seen it coming it's just that sometimes like episodes of sitcoms or or dramas or whatever have that moment at the end where they're trying to usual suspects you like suddenly like let's uh, pierce pie- piece it all together. Sorry, pierce it all together. <laughs> piece it all together and show you all these little clues that you should have caught coming. And of course, the actual clues here are so subtle they're not even clues. Like they're not. They're not. There's no way you would have seen this coming. So when it comes, you're just like, oh, oh, okay. Guess guess this is so we don't feel bad that they just fired that guy. <laughs> I <don't know>. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> then think of that.
0: That's that's kind of how I land on it. I don't know if you guys have additional takes on it, but.
2: Well, yeah, because I, I guess you're right, because I do initially feel bad going on, oh, man, they're ruining this whole thing. And the guy's going to lose his job. And I'm like, yeah, no, but he's awful. It's fine.
1: And
0: that makes it OK.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they do like they make this little lesson out of it that Jeff says um, purity that demands exclusion isn't real purity. Uh, which is a nice little idea for this episode.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like, you know, speaking of nice little ideas, I like Abed kind of sharing how everybody's, he says everybody's insecure. He says, even Tom Cruise knows he's <laughs> short and nuts. <laughs> and I went like, yeah, you know, we are all insecure. We all, we all got our stuff. And when people point it out, it's really hard on us. Uh, but it's kind of nice to know everybody's got their thing. So in the in the closing scene, we've got awesome Troy and Abed in the morning with guest star Starburns showing up with a pet turtle named Shelly, who apparently eats five mice a day. And it's not really Starburns' turtle; he has no idea what's going on. But um, I love having him there as a guest. It's apparently they have just the weirdest little following in the school with Troy and Abed in the morning because people are still standing outside the windows and everybody's so excited about it. Uh, I don't know. Can they can they hear the show through the, the windows? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. I doubt those mics are plugged yeah. into anything. <laughs> so nobody's in front. There's not really in, in the universe of community. There's no camera there. There's right. There's nobody they're talking to. They're just sitting in the room acting out this thing. And there's a bunch of people behind glass behind them that can't hear it
1: one of them's holding a sign that says dump Troy marry me
0: <laughs> 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 I think this this episode ends on one of my all-time favorite community final lines when they're like let's go to Garrett with the weather it's still sunny
2: yeah
0: uh, I can't and wait they, to see more just... of Garrett uh, the way Garrett can turn just one line into brilliant, brilliant mm-hmm. acting is, yeah. is awesome.
2: <laughs> He's great.
0: <laughs> All right, people, I got literally I have a plane to catch. So let's just wrap up with our final thoughts, our report card for this episode. Al, what do you think? OK, Al. Mm. Al, please.
2: Well, t- said. stop
0: swearing. So uh, much. That's OK. We, we hear mm. you. Oh, okay. Well, let's ask Thomas. Thomas, what is your final report card for this episode?
1: Well, I think that... <laughs> oh, <my
0: goodness. laughs> um, Can you give uh, us a phone number to your parents and we're going to have them take that away from you. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm going to play with that. And all right, watch out next time. Okay. Um, This episode, uh, it's like the episode that i had it's like one of the most prominent (laughs) episodes of community in my mind i um when when someone says favorite episodes of community i i've thought ever since i saw this one for the last decade or so i've always thought oh that one with the trampoline that would be one of my top five and i still think that's probably true i forgot that there was the the plot from the other side uh the the women's studies plot and the Arbed stuff. Uh, I'll admit, yeah, I didn't remember that bit and it's not, you know, my favorite, but it flew along and I enjoyed, I enjoyed it enough. I enjoyed the characters. Um, but something about the whole trampoline bit, it just works for me so well. And it's weird because last time we were talking about the, the Halloween, the zombies one, and, uh, I had a bit of a weird, like struggle with suspension of disbelief with what's going on there. But I, I didn't struggle at all with this magical trampoline world. It just makes sense to me. And uh, I just have to give it an A because I just love that trampoline stuff so much. It's some of my favorite community stuff ever.
2: Your very favoritest.
1: My absolute favorite.
0: Thomas, I'm gonna kill you okay. <laughs> Out of love, out of love as the pillow comes down on your face, I will just be whispering how much I admire you. Um, all right I'll, I'll go next. How about that Let's, I need I need to get some stuff off my chest. So I think the question I, I was going for in this episode is, is this a B episode or C for me? Um, it's, it's definitely not an A. And there's, there's nothing that really drags it down into severely problematic D and F territory. So I had to kind of weigh back and forth. Uh, what I thought about this, I, I think I'm going to land on a C here. And this is why it's not a bad episode. C for me is not a, it's is not a strike against an episode. It's simply, it's middle of the road. There's the, the good is almost weighing exactly with the bad and you know, the the pluses and the minuses kind of cancel each other out. So there are parts of this I really like, I would have liked to see more of the trampoline and less of the mean girls a bit. I already expressed that I was very disappointed that the episodes started out in the direction of women's studies. I think that could have been very interesting. I think we could have had some sort of girls road trip within community something really interesting with them instead it became all about abed which is okay i mean we all like abed and they like abed and everybody likes abed but it's still it felt like that was robbing a potential storyline that we just never got to see and the whole mean girl thing i think we've already done in community i think we've done it in season one with those obnoxious teenagers and jeff and britta going back and forth with them and Like that sort of friction between just two groups of people being nasty to each other, I have no patience for. I'm not interested in it. It's very hard to make it funny and it puts me on edge as a viewer. Uh, I don't like to see Abed making people cry. I mean, like, why? That's not fun. Uh, But I'm not going to overplay it because, overplay my reaction to it because, uh, yes, I like the Robocop stuff. I like some of Britta's lines um that's fine the, the Jeff and Troy thing is much better I really like that it gave them something different to do acting wise uh they get you know Jeff and Troy get to be super relaxed it goes against how their characters normally are uh just they're like it's just a different lens to see these two characters through and uh, you know it's going to come crashing down on their heads you know it's not going to last but you want them to enjoy every last little bit. Some really funny lines here. Decent guest stars, although I don't think that they've leveraged any of the three guest stars that well. Uh, as I said, I think they're planting some interesting seeds for how season two is going to go on. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a decent seed. You know, I'm not going gonna to cry myself to sleep, but I also don't uh, skip this episode if it comes along. So, Heather, what do you think?
2: Well, I'm like Thomas in that. It comes up in my head whenever I think about the show, and I always have fond memories when I think of it I don't have any i yeah the the racist Nazi janitor landscaping dude is very strange um he's like a Mr.
0: Miyagi and then he turns out to be racist, right
2: yeah, <laughs> it's such a jarring change. <laughs> I, it, but, but somehow that's not what sticks out to me. What sticks out to me is just the really funny lines in the in the episode. The trampling stuff works so very well. Like you guys have already gone over the way the characters interact in this episode. The, the setup of Pierce's story arc with him having the injury in this episode that causes his, him to start taking painkillers. It just, it's an A for me. I, oh, wow. I, I have no yeah I've I struggled with it even like so many times I've sat here during the podcast and thought well maybe maybe it is a B for me I'm like no it's an A it's just not it's not perfect and I don't want to make it seem to me like it has to be perfect like I can't have any dislikes about it so I'm I'm still sticking it in the A I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's B. what an A is a, A's yeah. can, you can be critical of A's there can be flaws Sometimes with like with this one, it's got some really weird flaws, but it I could watch it over and over. But then again, if I watch it over and over, maybe that would start to irk me more. You guys, Hmm. I think have seen this more than I have. I've only this is only maybe my second time watching it. Maybe third.
1: Yeah, I agree. This is an interesting one in terms of I can completely understand anyone giving it a C or even a D uh, and I'd have no issue Mm -hmm. with it. I can see how this episode could land that way. But for me, it's still an A, and uh, and I wonder if this will be one of our most diverse scorecard episodes uh, with a C and two A's. I wonder mm. what Al will give it. Uh, it might be quite, um, quite varied in the ratings compared to other episodes.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's interesting now that we're going episode by episode and really analyzing because normally when I just watched through a season. If it's a bad episode, it's 20 minutes long, and I'm going to be on to the next one, right? It's not nothing you're really like miring yourself deeply within it. And yet we're kind of forcing ourselves to do exactly that. So it's, it it really forces us to take a long hard look at stuff that for other people could just be very passing entertainment. And that's, uh, that's a it's a different way to look at the show. And I'm Really grooving on this because it's, uh, I'm coming up with opinions on episodes that I've never had in the past. And I, I love hearing your guys's. So thank you for sharing those. Same way. Well, Even though they're all wrong. Oh. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong.
2: <laughs> well, that's just like your opinion, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when we have our community rewatching 101 convention, we're going to have a giant trampoline and the four of us will just hold hands and jump in the middle while everybody cheers us on
2: freeze frame yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we'll see if we can hurt thomas again for the next 12 months <laughs> well that's it, it for today's episode aerodynamics of gender follow us on twitter at uh, 101 rewatching we'd love to hear from you guys uh, thank you for sounding off on a recent poll we asked you what your favorite trampoline sorry your favorite Halloween episode <laughs> Halloween and trampoline kind of let's go very yeah. well together <laughs> what's your favorite trampoline episode there's only a sample size of one but we'd still love to hear from you on it <laughs> so drop us a line at 101 Rewatching, and we'll see you guys again pretty soon uh, I think I'm gonna have to release these pretty quick in succession so uh, thank you for being patient but we'll have another episode to you before too long so we're gonna we're gonna go right now we have to hop on a plane to go to australia and deal with a certain air horn that's in the certain hands of a certain <laughs> uh well rather uh, we'll, uh, well. you'll never see. take it away from me <laughs>